I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today, Justin Fraser, Vice President, Commercial and Business Development of Paysafe. Paysafe has just produced a white paper on insurance. Now, the pace of change in the insurance sector has lagged behind uh, financial services as a whole. It's not just me saying that, but it's true. Now, however, the insurance world is changing. But what are the changes you're seeing, Justin? I think for all of us, not just in the insurance market, but across the board and and, and multiple verticals today, COVID has kind of supercharged consumer behavior and expectations. Um, And you've kind of seen this kind of um, heightened view from consumers and their expectations of this almost instant, instantaneous service at their fingertips, primarily through app-based or or just generally web-based services. So I think the, the, the changes that we've seen dramatically is twofold. One, COVID has created almost a perfect storm where insurers are having to pivot to change in market conditions and consumer needs in a way they couldn't have envisaged five, 10 years ago. Consumer expectations are super heightened because they actually need access to those funds more quickly because of market conditions for people, how they live their lives, i.e. people have been made uh, redundant, they're on furlough, or people are working from home. So their actual lifestyles and the way they work have been significantly impacted in a way that the insurance sector couldn't have foreseen. So as a result, that's driven innovation at pace in certain areas of the insurance market in a way that wouldn't have been something that would someone put out as a strategy, as it were. And by that, a good example would be if we look at, say, car usage massively dropped off for two years, people paying insurance premiums for cars sitting in their driveway wasn't a useful use of time or funds. And as a result, insure tech or, or startup businesses have capitalized on their ability to move quickly and have adapted insurance products just for that one product. And if you think about the margins that insurance companies don't necessarily make selling car insurance, being able to move swiftly and adapt to market conditions not only affects the insurer's ability to accrue new customers, but as importantly, it makes it very hard for them to maintain loyalty. And that always, you know, that kind of instant on consumer expectation, like we said at the beginning, has been severely heightened, accelerated by COVID. And the pivot there for the insurance companies is figure out how adaptive they need to be to the the market conditions. And inevitably, that involves making it as easy as possible for a consumer to interact with them, not just to be boarded and buy a product, but as important and as critical how they make that payment. and And even more importantly, is how fast and effectively they get paid what they feel they're owed by the insurer. Well, we'll come back to payments in a moment, but I just want to explore what you were saying about product and how consumers are behaving with insurers and what they want from insurers. One of the problems I've always seen with insurers is that even if they've got a digital front end, if they've got a website that I can go and shop for insurance on, the back end is clunky. Yes, and that's a really good point. You have... Um... You have the big, well-established insurance brands like your Axes, Admirals, Avivas, and so on, who are sometimes running on 10, 15, even 20-year legacy systems. Now, typically, without the pressure of COVID, which has accelerated the aspirations of digital strategies to being deployed, layering on additional new technologies that enable a mobile-orientated service or an app-based service is even more complicated for these big established players. Whereas if you're a smaller business starting out as an insurance tech, you're building from scratch, you're using you know, SaaS-based applications, 
the ability to pivot very quickly based on market conditions, but also more importantly, offer up additional services much more uh, effectively and much more quickly than your competitors. So these are compounding effects where if you talk to big insurers today, one of their biggest concerns is losing market share to startups, but then also this whole piece around um, embedded finance. So we're seeing a surge from neo banks, the likes of you know your Revoluts and Monzos, where they have garnered much stronger consumer loyalty than maybe some of the traditional high street banks because of that digital strategy being viewed as more effective, and they understand KYC, boarding, managing risk in the same way insurance companies do. So it's a natural segue for them to not only offer banking services and then offer um, insurance products as well. And we're seeing a real surge in in that market. And that's where some of the discussions we have in in our day job as Paysafe, where we're not just talking directly to insurance companies, we're also talking to this kind of ecosystem that's grown up around this market, driven by this desire to be as nimble and a digital first uh, mindset across the insurance services that these consumers need uh, need to consume. I think what I'm hearing from you, as far as insurers are concerned, is that it's change or stagnate. Yes, yes, very much so. And there's a lot of um, also consolidation. So similar to various other verticals that are trying to reboot their their strategies, we're going to see probably even more consolidation across the insurance groups where people are buying up each other's portfolios, similar to how we've seen in other verticals in an effort to protect their position and also establish additional technologies um, faster. So the kind of buy or build mindset is very sort of prevalent in the insurance sector as well at the moment. Let's come back to the issue of payments. You touched on this now and pay your pay safe. Obviously, payments are your ball game. What is the role of payments in transforming insurance? If you start with a simple premise that ideally, if, if we're doing our job correctly, payments should almost become invisible. So you want it to be a, a very um, effective part of the whole experience of a consumer buying whatever services that they're doing. I think one of the biggest challenges we found is not necessarily on the setting up of a, a new customer to start, say, um, regular installment payments. For example, there are lots of various ways to do that. What we found is particularly powerful in, in the way that we um, sort of work with insurance companies is the as much as possible bringing in self-administration um, capabilities so that consumers can be paid what their claim is owed to them as quickly as possible. And it's interesting in today, the UK is one of the, if not the biggest market in Europe today. I think in 2018, something like 300 billion was paid out in claims still a large proportion of that is paid out using traditional check or bank transfer. And there are teams of people managing these services. So bringing in a high degree of, of automation through you know, applying new payment methodologies and, and Visa Direct and MasterCard Money Center, two very good examples where both the major schemes have provided a service that really lends itself to this sort of rapid assessment of a claim and then linking that to a, a much more effective um, and faster payout mechanism that also frees up the insurance company to not have to spend so much time manually intervening in you know check payments or, or bank transfers, which is a big operational burden to, to some of these organizations. In other words, sorting out that clunky back end I was referring to earlier. Very much so, yes. yes. So what's the next step then? What, if I'm an insurer, do I need to be doing and, and why would I need to be talking to somebody like you? The vast majority of, it, of companies that we speak to today, they recognize that the market conditions have significantly changed. The strategies of the insurance companies are, are in terms of focusing on what the consumer experience actually looks like. And I think what, they've, what we're seeing as a trend 
is almost looking at best practices from some of the digital first retailers, gaming sites, anything that's where there's mass consumer sign up processing going on. Because those those companies that are successful, whether it's Airbnb, eBay, Etsy, or, or wherever it may be, the fact that they're able to scale at pace and not just look at you know domestic markets, but also global markets, is because they're thinking about the entire boarding experience from the moment they engage a consumer to sell a product, making it as easy as possible so that with a minimal number of clicks, they can do as many in-depth checks as they need to based on the products they want to sell them. But then also think about the ongoing experience of the consumer to engender a lot more loyalty. So if you think about insurance today, the cost of sale or the cost of acquisition is particularly high. When you think about advertising and getting someone motivated to come to your site to actually set up and buy a product, those that's that's a, a critical point of entry. And if you make it harder to, to board that consumer, they're going to have the ability to move very quickly to another provider. So really thinking about the UX, the front end experience, and then to your point, figuring out if you have like clunky uh, back-end services, how can you optimize that by the layering on more efficient technologies and or working with third-party service providers such as Paysafe, where we, we integrate to a number of digital platforms that enable a much more efficient and effective payout, but it's linked to real-time assessment of the claim. So this is like a blending of using AI and big data to make intelligent decisions where instead of someone in a call center having to go back and forth and figure out you know, whether the claim is payable, automating as many of those services as you can so that your operational costs are, main, are kept lower, but also the customer has the best possible experience and, and you retain that loyalty and, and retain that customer long-term. I'm interested in the fact that you focus so much, and rightly as far as I'm concerned, on the customer experience. This is something that if you want volume, if you want to stay in business, if you want to grow your business, you have to get right. Because if you don't get the customer experience right, they are going to abandon their transaction with you and go somewhere else. No, agreed. And I think some of the statistics that have been shared with me, not just in my current role, but also when I was in a previous role at Visa, is that um, the actual customer acquisition costs and the journey that you go on is so critical that it can take up to three or four years selling a standard, say, car insurance or, or home insurance product to actually retain or um, actually gain profitability. So if you don't garner loyalty from that consumer over the long term, you're actually on a loss leader. You're losing money as a result of not thinking about that customer journey and the, and the ongoing experience. And if you speak to most insurers today, the biggest investment they make is in their claims department because there's, that's the critical point of inflection where you can lose loyalty. You could have a customer with working with you or paying you, sorry, for five years. And that first claim, that first ever claim they make is done so badly that you lose that customer. And then they tell 20 of their friends and it has a compounding effect on the business. So to your point, the criticality is all about the customer experience and engendering that loyalty because it just takes one bad experience and you've lost that customer and to retain or get them back again is going to be um, almost an impossible task. Thank you very much, Justin Fraser, Vice President, Commercial and Business Development, PaySafe.